When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 73rd time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is Not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Doing something new. I've got guests today. It's not Doug. It's not Trevor. we got actual guests. It's like It's like an interview. It's like a proper podcast interview um i've got the dogs of war podcast which is run by two guys um one of whom runs the angry browns fans uh instagram page at angry browns fans fantastic guys fantastic conversation um we talk about uh, a lot of brown stuff some meme stuff yeah, it was just a, it was just a good wholesome conversation with a couple of guys from the Midwest. So if you're not following uh, Angry Browns fans, go follow them. Uh, subscribe to the Dogs of War podcast. Um, support these guys. They're they're doing they're doing it really well. And uh, I'm proud of them and they're doing uh, and they're kicking ass. And I'm glad they took the time out to sit down with your favorite not Joe Flacco. And uh, hope you guys like it again. Rate like subscribe shoot me a dm tell me what you think uh and now the boys from the dogs of war podcast link in the uh link to their podcast will be in the notes to this some bitch but after the goat they're up all right so i have a Browns fan on every single podcast at this point and I decided well fuck it let's double it up so we have the dogs of war podcast on here Raleigh and Kevin uh do both you guys run angry Browns fans or is that just Raleigh it's just me all right Raleigh awesome so we have the uh angry Browns uh angry Browns fans from IG on here and they run the dogs of war podcast which is a phenomenal Browns podcast and they run. Hey, thanks. The hey. best um, team page. I think I've seen like from a, from a, a, a enjoy enjoyable standpoint, like it's not a bunch of stupid, uh, you know, highlight mixes and everything else. It's memes and, and uh, Raleigh brushing his teeth in the morning. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's out of context. That sounds weird. And even in context, it's still pretty weird, but yeah, no, that's, I like to consider it the greatest Brown specific meme slash fan account known to man. Um, I also feel like Fabio and Zoolander when he accepts the, what is it? The actor slash model award where it's very hyphenated, but it still means something. still means something to me. Damn it. Well, you've earned it. Thanks for having us on Nacho. My my most trusted and powerful internet ally. We go back. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, I've always had a you know, it's uh, Doug and I've known each other for 15 years. He's he's the been the intro to me into uh, Brownsdom, and uh, and I don't I haven't met a Browns fan I haven't liked. So um, we're, we're we're just great people all around. Yeah, good wholesome Midwest folk. Or just usually too depressed to talk, so it works out. <clears throat> so I asked Doug on the last podcast. We were kind of talking about how the because he he says like out of habit around week 10 week 12 somewhere in there that he starts looking at heights weights position from all the college guys and he's still doing it this year even though you guys are six and three so the question to him was on an optimism scale, I said, what, do you start out about a seven every year and about by the second quarter of the first game, you're back down to a two? And he goes, no, it's like a nine. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going to pose that question to you guys as well. It's like every – like you're Browns fans. Shit goes wrong for you every year. Where do you – on an optimism scale, one to ten, where do you start the year? What's what's pregame week one feel like? Super Bowl. Yeah, I would say – I don't know. Tip years past, I'm definitely starting to temper my expectations in like a healthier balance where I'm still very optimistic, but I bought into the whole, we are rebuilding, but we're serious about it this time. Um, Like going into week one, I'm like, I'm, I'm very excited about this team, but we're also playing the Ravens in Baltimore and we're coming off of the non-existent preseason COVID era. Like, Baker and Stefanski had only met a couple of times before that first game, which was an absolute massacre. Um, That was an absolute kick to the balls. But we bounced back with a win against Cincy and whoever we beat in week three. Who did we beat week three? Bengals was week two. Week three was Cowboys or Colts? Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. You guys are just getting spoiled. Like you – Normally, every right. year by week right. end, you'd be able to know exactly the team you beat that year. Yeah, right. Browns, <laughs> Browns spoil. I think it's kind of like an oxymoron. But to answer your earlier question, yeah, I mean, sarcastically, we always came in every season saying Super Bowl, of course. Well, the draft is our Super Bowl, and the actual season's like Super Bowl 2.0. But to what Raleigh said, you know, years ago – they said we're going to rebuild. It's going to take three years, and that was just an epic, miserable failure, and nothing went right in the last couple of years. You know, started to get some talent, and now with uh, general manager Barry at the helm and a coach and GM that actually like each other for the first time ever in Browns history, uh, we have actual reason to be excited this time around. It seems like they they they're improving, like they're making adjustments that seem logical. Watching these games, I haven't been like, oh, what a terrible play caller you know, putting myself in a position where I feel like I know more than these guys that are head coaches, GMs in the NFL. I feel like they know what they're doing. We've you guys have, you, you guys have the guarded optimism right now of uh, the father of a heroin addict watching his son who's three weeks out of rehab, like hold down a job at Walmart for three weeks. You're like, this looks like it's something that can continue I think he's got a good boss. Uh, they understand he's got a problem and they're working with him. He's been showing and, up to the meetings and he's going to meetings and uh, his, I like his sponsor. I've met his sponsor. Everything's good, 
but like there's still that kind of is there still the anvil hanging over your head he's gonna be upper management oh, within two to three years man he's uh the kids turn it around that analogy is so annoyingly accurate and true the more and more i think about it except heroin doesn't heroin make you like super happy and like euphoric i've never done it but that doesn't happen with the browns when they win it does when they win it does i mean it's chasing the dragon to to piggyback off that uh the anvil over the head and raleigh and i say this on the podcast all the time now that we ever have been but we could be up 50 to nothing with one minute left in the fourth quarter and it's still but pucker central like the bar will be quiet like no one actually truly believes it till it's zero 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 on the clock the the perfect example of that was the first game against the Steelers last year we're up two scores with seconds left and I found myself cheering and then Miles Garrett goes ham on Mason Rudolph and it's like well that's that's the most Cleveland thing that could have ever happened in one fell swoop it was like a lesson from god saying remember you're the browns and shit will happen we won but we lost yeah that's uh that's pretty accurate that was my darkest night as a browns fan believe it or not but i i think it might have been mine as well and hands down so what 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 about that game was it just losing to the steelers or was it the fact no 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 we might have been kicked out of the league no we beat them that's it was like the first time in five years it should have been the biggest win in years for us and we could have just been in total happiness but I was thinking that Miles Garrett could spend time in federal prison for that thankfully he's back for me you know and I don't know I can't speak for other teams but Browns fans Cleveland fans you know small blue collar diehard town we identify ourselves as Browns fans and so seeing something like that especially against a rival you know, we, it was embarrassing and it was just so angering. And Miles Garrett has always been described as a gentle giant. Like the dude writes poetry in his room for like a hobby and he loves doing it. So to see him do something that no one's ever done in the history of the league with an act like that, it was just the most demoralizing. Like you think we're on the right track. You know, he's one of the best players in the league. We finally have a a franchise centerpiece. And then, yeah, like Raleigh said, that night, no one knew what the hell was going to happen. We don't know if he's out of the league for a year or, or what it was going to be. So that was even more so than the 0-16 season, just the actual embarrassment and misery of that. That was the lowest point for me as a Browns fan of my life. Okay, so. Uh, I'm not. You this, guys are. You this, guys. this week, you guys play the Eagles, right? Correct. Yes, sir. And we're recording this on the Saturday. And so the game hasn't happened yet. I want you guys to put yourselves in the position right now. Tell me how the Browns are going to win this game. Give me the post game on Saturday. Raleigh. Are we, are we going hmm, following my heart? So miles Garrett, unfortunately uh, tested positive for COVID and in our struggling defense, he is the light, one of the best players in the league. So that's going to be a huge loss. Um, I still think the Browns can pull it off, but if they do, it's going to be, pounding the run Eagles have a fairly weak run defense Browns have two of the best running backs in the league um Baker's gotta Baker's gotta go off at some point um so yeah it's gonna be one in the trenches I think I think our O-line overcomes their D-line and Browns win 64 to 13 conservatively okay so Browns by 51 
<laughs> Correct. Okay. All right. Um, let's flip that around. The Browns have lost. Why did they lose? Well, Miles Garrett being out and Eagles aren't as bad as their record reflects. And uh, it's okay to have off games. You know, Garrett's out. COVID 2020. Anything can happen. We're all right. We got Stefanski. He knows what he's doing. Barry knows what he's doing. And uh, we're going to build around it. Let's adjust. Let's see how we bounce back. You sounded a lot more practiced on the on the loss side of that than on the win side of Do you that. You know how many times we've had actually <laughs> that in real life? Yeah, it's I'm not like saying that for other people. That's what I'm honestly tell myself. Try to am find I, the silver landings. Am I giving my winning and losing speeches too? Yeah, do it. Yeah, go. Uh, the Browns beat the Eagles today. You know, it's finally nice to see us beating teams that we're supposed to beat going in. Miles Garrett being out was actually uh, a super big encouragement to the rest of the defense who have not been playing other than Miles Garrett all that well this year. They rallied for him and continued to feast on a quarterback for the Eagles, Carson Wentz, who has regressed so much this year and clearly has the yips from how many times he's been tackled and sacked and turned the ball over. That was great. And for our third game in a row at home where it's been, you know, crazy weather, wind, uh, Stefanski now has plenty of practice and knew exactly what to do and just kept the ball on the ground. Uh, thank you to Wyatt Teller and Conklin and our offensive line who went from one of the worst to one of the best. Uh, we pancaked that front uh, Eagles defense and Chubb and Kareem had a great game. Uh, Baker did what he needed to do and we got the dub. That was sick. That was uh, on, sick. The, on the loss. <laughs> This is yeah, like, this is this is like uh, phone sex for you guys right now. It's like tell me, tell me how the Browns are gonna win. No, 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 no. Well, do, do, do a preemptive, part, do a preemptive bashing of the media in this loss. The, speech. the arousing part is how well we know the the loss speech coming up but, here. So, right, right. Um, yeah. So unlike the the media members, some of them in the press room after the game, who we talk about on our podcast a lot. I'm not gonna ask or say stupid degrading stuff and try to put our own team down. Miles being out, we thought it wouldn't be a huge thing against an Eagles offense that has been putrid this year. But uh, the best player, the best defensive player in the league being out is a big detriment, and it showed. Um, our secondary did not show up. Sendejo, of course, uh, made some questionable decisions today and missed a lot of hits and tackles. Uh, and unfortunately, you would think that three games in a row at home in this crazy Cleveland weather on the shores of Lake Erie, that we'd have a little bit of a better game plan after we had a perfect game plan last week. But we tried to get too cute in the air um, and didn't put it on the ground enough to give Chubb and Kareem uh, the ball, which makes no sense after the game they had last week. So, unfortunately, I knew coming into this was going to be a coin flip game. But uh, even though we were favorites, we didn't get it done. So, we're looking ahead to getting on the beach next weekend and going to Jacksonville. Oh, well, fired we should, up. We should just use that for, like, can you send us that segment? We'll just use it for our podcast. Yeah, we've way. already recorded our podcast for this week just there. You guys got the week off. It's a bye week for you guys now. No, that was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. A pod, a pod bye. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> All right. So uh, I got some, I solicited, solicited some questions from, uh, from the crew and. Any hot babes? Uh, not that, uh, well, they just texted me, so I don't know, but like, oh, okay. I've got, there's some, there's some okay looking girls that, that follow me and i'm sure they're all over the age of 18 so well, yes only if so right he's taken ladies 
He's a married family man. Yeah. Um, all right. So first question, obvious question. Uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because you guys have probably talked about this at length. Uh, quick 15 seconds. Is Baker the franchise quarterback? Knew it. Yep. I believe he is. Uh, it's not proven set in stone. Um, a lot of people give him a lot of shit for the commercials he's been in. It's like, well, I, I don't know why anybody would say no to making that kind of money for what's yeah, recorded the, in the, the season. The people that fucking say shit like that would, wouldn't step over a quarter. They are all over my, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, you are just mad at the job that you work and the life that you've chosen or whatever. Um, it's, uh, I think it's an understated obstacle or hurdle to climb when you've had four different head coaches in 2.5 seasons. Like he has had to learn a new offense every time in a dumpster fire of a franchise when other guys are, have, are going through some degree of continuity instead of learning uh, how to read defenses. He has to keep learning new playbooks. So looks like Stefanski is working with him. And I think he's improving his footwork inside of the pockets been improving and we don't need Tom Brady. We just need a guy that can throw the occasional completed pass. And I think he's moving in that direction pretty well. That, um, that rotating band of head coaches and offensive coordinators and just waiting for some offensive minded head coach to come in and stabilize the ship is the Alex Smith story. So I've lived that. And it's terrifying and uh, incredibly demoralizing as a fan. But um, hopefully Stefanski is your guys' uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, I agree. Kevin, do you want oh, my to turn. Too? Yeah. Baker, the franchise quarterback. Uh, first of all, on the commercial side of things, for those of you that don't know, Progressive is headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. If Raleigh or I were the quarterback of the Browns, we would be in those commercials just as much. So, but that's not to say people got to stop being so jealous that Baker and Emily are just 50 times better actors than Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are in their commercials. Get over it. They're yeah, good they're actors and people hate to see them be good actors. And I think they're great. They're great commercials. So anyway, that's to that. I don't know why that's, it's the most overstated over talked about thing. It's a commercial. Like who cares? Uh, number two, Baker, for anyone who's, you know, saying he's not the franchise quarterback. Um, do we know hundred percent right now? No. And no, everyone will tell you that. Uh, but if anyone who thinks that Baker is going anywhere after this year, you're out of your mind. Baker is getting at least two years in this system before they make any kind of long-term decision. Cause like Raleigh just said, we've had 50 coaches and coordinators in the last three years. So they're going to let him finally get two good years in the same system. And uh, you know, I'm expecting him to, to keep getting better every week and then end up being the franchise quarterback. So there, so, okay. So this is year three for him. Yeah. So next, so they got to pick up the fifth year option like mm -hmm. soon. Right. Yep. And so that had given them an extra two years. So that makes sense to me. I, I've always liked Baker and you know, I like the, uh, I like the, I like the pissed off kind of brash, you know, guy seems like a leader and uh, you know, I fuck with him. So Pro Baker. Hey. Um, I'll take it. The uh, 
this one's actually from one of Doug and mine's buddy. Uh, but should Phil Dawson come out of retirement? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. Tomorrow. And that's nothing against, that's nothing against uh, any of our current kickers. But Phil Dawson is the greatest kicker in the history of, and as a 49ers fan, you should know that too, in the history of the league. So. Agreed. Yeah, he is the Michael Jordan of kickers. He is almost more the Michael Jordan of kickers than Michael Jordan is of basketball. We had him on our podcast earlier this year. It was sick. He is the, the coolest dude, dude in the world. The nicest dude I think maybe I've ever met. Yeah. That's awesome. How did, okay, so how did, uh, God, I got I to gotta step up my game. You guys have got Phil Dawson on the podcast. You've got Mrs. Baker Mayfield on the pay, uh, podcast. Who else am I missing? Um, who, uh, oh, Tim Couch. Oh, the greatest cool. quarterback that never was. Tim Couch, we had Baker a couple times. Uh, Through Emily, but. Chip the yeah. Rip, who means something to Cleveland people. I don't know if he's... Oh, I'm, I'm aware of what, Cle- of what Chip means to <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, you know I, what though people in, like we said in the podcast a bunch of times people think there's some hidden secret i mean yeah having big instagram accounts like you guys have gives you some clout and street cred but i've seen a lot of people with much smaller followings of zero followings just straight up ask people on twitter like rarely is some i mean obviously if you know us asking like Stephen a smith or you know that might be a little different but a lot of times people are going to say yes to come on a podcast because you're 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 showing them that you respect what they have to say and that they're, you know, uh, a big deal. So it just, if you just ask, especially on Twitter, the success rate is very high. Just try it. Okay. How's it, what's your following on Twitter these days? Uh, it's not where it should be. Not that um, I think a lot of kids put a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Value in having thousands and thousands of followers. Um, what are we at? Like 2000 ish. We're, yeah, so we have more than 2,000, less than a million, but shouts to our intern, unpaid intern, Sebastian, who took the account from like under 1,000 in a couple months and just shot it up with his memes and everything. So we got a rock star doing that. Yeah, we, we just really spend zero time on it. It's like between Instagram, a podcast, and a freaking full-time job and a relationship. I'm just like, God, I cannot think of things between. Well, it's, it's a marriage now, not a relationship. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. The, um, um, I, I use Twitter to make my not memes. me and Raleigh, him and his wife. Right. I use <laughs> I use Twitter to make my memes. So I, I was private on Twitter for the longest time. So I look like a schmuck. I've got like sixteen hundred posts on Twitter and eighty followers. Um so but Dude. I just unlocked it. I just started picking up some steam there. So anyway. I, 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 I don't even get out like there's a bunch of Twitter accounts of like, you know, the common person that has thousands of followers it's like it seems like they just never shut the fuck up and i'm like i i don't have that drive in me i uh yeah no as as far as twitter goes i've from my personal account i've kind of like put myself out there and said a couple things on a couple different posts whether it was like either niners related or politics related and it was like oh god no 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 this was not an invitation to talk to me please stop everybody fucking stop (laughs) No, I don't want this. I like the one I like the one wayness of Instagram where I can just put something out there and then just fucking ignore the comments if I really want to. Is yeah. there anything worse? Is there anything worse when someone just randomly starts I'm I forget I'm not talking about social media on the internet, but like in real life, you're standing in line or you're just like walking and someone just starts talking to you and just wants to make a random conversation about something. That's the worst thing in the world. Maybe you guys are just nicer than me, but I think it's horrible. 
depending uh, depends on, on depends on the conversation exactly if somebody says hey go browns because they see my hat i'm like fuck yeah you want to hang out um if it's anything else like ah it's not that's that different wet. That's it's welcome. not the heat it's the humidity then it's like ah get away from me like i was at the bank earlier today and obviously you it's it's very bizarre having to walk into a bank wearing a mask because that's usually a big no-no in normal times and i'm saying there someone in line turns around and goes whoo so hot in here with this mask on you know isn't it and looked at me i was like am i supposed to answer that are you talking to me that kind of stuff leave me alone so yeah, that's that's those. what the that, that's why i always have my phone out i'm just kind of looking at my phone and they go huh huh <laughs> oh yeah sure yeah well, that's fine the equivalent of that joe you may come across this if i do like a instagram post somebody will say something like who are they playing this week and it's like you could have just googled that uh don't don't even uh, the uh, okay so if, if we're getting into instagram nitpicks it's the uh, it's the people in the comments that go i don't get it <laughs> or like or if they if you make like a sarcastic comment and they take it as literal like oh, it's like those people suck on instagram and yeah. in real life i don't i don't get it uh it's like god damn it like just just scroll just keep <laughs> swiping <laughs> it's you don't have to be here yeah yeah it just just fucking scroll there's a, you you follow 2000 people do you stop every time you don't get a very simple anyways that um yeah the uh, the i don't get it people are my are my favorite people on instagram that and the people that get obviously very easily offended and then try to go at you like you're going to look right to their comment and respond and talk to them and have a whole conversation with it Raleigh, someone zoomed to you yesterday. I forget what what post it was on, but it was like, if your life is that is that in the shitter that you just got to go around Instagram and just fight in comments, then social media shows, might be better off. Might be better off without you. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I've tried to refrain from getting into internet arguments. I'm pretty good at it because I, I pick my foes wisely. Like, yeah, this guy doesn't have a chance, and I'll just go to town on him. But some dude. I made a meme of like Miles Garrett having COVID and how that crushed our confidence going into uh, whatever. It's very mediocre meme. And this guy said something along the lines of those tests are totally fake. They even admitted it. It was, it was like a, the, the virus is a conspiracy guy. Oh, Jesus. And I, and I looked on his page and I'm like, okay, every you've had more Illuminati posts. I'm like, actually he's got COVID like, He's like, does he though? It's like, yeah, he went home. Does he? <laughs> yes. That he was does. it. That was what I was talking about. That I couldn't think of what it was. That was the guy I was talking about. Yeah. But wait, I, for you, question. Sorry to interrupt you. You guys that have big followings, talking to you two, not the, the listeners, do you ever get, because of how soft of a society we live in nowadays, are you ever afraid that how easily someone can report you and you get suspended or your account just gone or not? Uh, yeah. I, we keep, we keep our, I, how do I say this? I am conscious of it going in like i don't want to say or post something that's not semi family friendly like not total nerd comedy but i'll push the envelope a little bit but i, I don't want to like i got you all right I, 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 or... I used to really like pushing the envelope and then it just it stopped being worth it um you know it was like and i've even i've even not pushed the envelope like i did a meme uh, when Dak got hurt about like Jason Garrett basically being like, Hey, everybody step aside. 
and then just like Jason Garrett giving it a couple claps to try and make <laughs> make Dak feel better. And people went fucking nuts. I'm like, I didn't I didn't post the thing that I actually like. So I used the group chat to send the really terrible memes to. Um and now I just send them to one account and he reposts them and he reposted that he reposted the terrible one that I that I did. And do your, do your listeners know about the high council of memes? Um I guess now. Can can there, we talk about it? I we're probably not supposed to. Okay. Well, May and May, Joe may or may not be in a high council of memes. I've left. Joe's I've left. I've I've I have I I I jumped myself out of the gang. All right. Yeah, we'll uh, let it go, but it may or may not have been sick. Um so the uh but yeah, I like it's it's the ones that cuz I've cleaned it up and to the point where I had an email list that was just for my like okay i can't post this on instagram but if you want it's like completely opt-in like you've got to sign up to see it and i don't want to fucking hear anything from you if you don't like it. <laughs> i like that i like that um but do I not also, reply all and by the way all the cowboys fans that were blowing you up for that meme were all also wearing yankees hats and lakers jerseys at the same time and yep. none of them live in dallas or have ever been to dallas so and and when i actually did post a meme that was uh, so Andy Dalton got hurt, got his head taken off and was like laying on the ground, completely concussed. But because the picture was like taken upside down um, or it was from the front. And so you could see his 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 name was kind of upside down. And I said, uh, is Andy Re- is Andy Dalton returning to the game? And I just kind of like whited out everything in his name except for no. <laughs> and and nobody responded to that one. But like the meme that wasn't making fun of Dak getting hurt, it was just the internet's a fucking wild place, man. Like, and I, I've stopped trying to predict shit show. it. I've just stopped trying to predict it. Well, internet. So I'm a obviously a Browns specific meme account, and I try to keep them Browns positive. Like, I'll never just trash on the team. But in the unbiased or like NFL meme, where you go after any NFL team equally, it's always going to make some fan base kind of pissed off, right? Well, that's, I mean, shit, man. That's my entire fucking goal. Is, um, <laughs> Be the South know, Park, the South to, Park approach. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, somebody was, somebody asked me why I don't, I, I should do like a pro this guy meme. Or it was like, why do all the meme pages, like, why are they so negative? And I'm like, dude, if I post a like, hey, look how awesome Russell Wilson is meme. Uh, I would, I, I, that's one, that's a meme for one fan base. If I post a, Hey, look how stupid those 12th man jerseys are. Um, that's a meme for 31 fan bases. And so it's like, <laughs> why wouldn't yeah. you appeal to the bigger audience? Let's go, so, to, let's go way to look at it. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, it's not, you know, and I kind of use the podcast for kind of leveling myself out a little bit in terms of, you know, it's like the, the hottest takes for me are always, are almost always, in the meme page and then you know it's like it's hard for me to get too riled up about you know if you're if you're a true browns fan i can't fathom one thing that would insult you that could come from a meme or someone else on the internet there's really you can't hurt us anymore you can't perfect example of that um baker 
recently surpassed Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback with the most wins in First Energy Stadium. And the meme Which is pages, hilarious. Know, the meme pages are like jumping all over it. And I'm like, I've known about this stat for some time now. And we finally overcome it. Like, you're not going to hurt yeah. my feelings. It's like, when yeah, you have no. 40 quarterbacks in 20 years, it kind of happens like that. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, yeah, you guys say whatever you want. Like, I've known this to be true for 20 years. Well, however long Ben's been around. It didn't take him long it, to get Even that. if you didn't know it to be true, it just feels true anyways. Yeah, he does not lose to the Browns, and it's so goddamn annoying. Uh, so speaking of, are the Steelers overrated this season? Has their schedule been too easy? I don't think so. I think that defense is, that defense is, is otherworldly. They, them and the Ravens are annoyingly really, really good franchises. They're well-coached, well-managed. They have – they maintain the talent they want. And, like, they got rid of A.B. They got rid of uh, Bell. And they're better for it. Like, they are right back to where they want to be. Is, is Tomlin's, like, never had a winning uh, – losing season. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I – people are, you know – because I get the I get the bitching about like kind of every team, um, and they go, "Can you drag Tomlin, man? That guy sucks." I'm like, "You've never fucking seen a losing season. Would yeah. you shut the fuck up?" Yeah, like if you've only had, they've had how many coaches in the history of their existence? It's three. Yeah, there's it's one insane. meme. There's one meme you can give to Tomlin, and that's when he tried to trip that guy a couple few years ago. Other than that, Tomlin, you can't meme Tomlin. Yeah, it's like he would be he would be scooped up in eight seconds, um, yeah. if he was a free agent. Like, yeah. and it's like, but people were bitching about, like, oh, Shanahan needs to go. What? Like, <laughs> how do you remember Chip Kelly and Jim Tomsula? Like, yeah, I, I, I just I, and uh, this is so. I guess here's here's a here's another. This is this isn't a follower question. This is a me question. Um, how are Browns fans on the whole, like, you know, like obnoxious, like obnoxious, oh. like it's, it, it's people tough. think we're, people think we're obnoxious because I think they're je- A lot of people are jealous of the loyalty. Like Raleigh and I, uh, we live in Chicago and that's been announced recently on our podcast that we don't live in Cleveland. I mean, we're all, we're born and raised in Ohio. Like, so in Chicago, when a Chicago team sucks, you'll never see a Jersey or see anyone at those games for a long, long time or anyone talking about it in Cleveland. Oh, and 16 season, we're all idiots and still going to every single game. So no, we're not going to be ever be in your face. Cause it's the Browns. And if we are it's sarcastic, uh, I just think people get pissed because they see that loyalty and they know their team doesn't have it. But I think there is a degree of toxicity in the fan base that, I don't know if it's just on social media, but there are a lot of people that want to pull the plug on um, Baker, like as of last year, or are they like lose their minds when we're not a Super Bowl team immediately and they'll talk shit to them on social media. And like, I don't know if that's everyone, but I'm in all of these different Facebook groups and I watch the shit people say. And it's a very frustrated fan base. They're passionate, but they're also a lot of fucking dumbasses that are just like, they feel like they're entitled to greatness. 
Like we demand more. It's like, well, the guys that are in charge of the shit, they're not showing up with the intent of losing. Like we've had 31 quarterbacks or whatever in 20 years. That's not a quarterback issue. That's a shit franchise issue. And now they're starting to figure it out and just give our guys time. Like you saying shit to our own players on social media does nothing positive for anyone. But like I said, I don't know how to gauge that. Is is it a big problem? Does every fan base do it? Because a lot of people. Oh, have I, social well, media. I mean, that's why I ask because, like, I've you know, I follow a couple Niners pages, and God, I saw one comment where somebody's like, "The Niners need to trade for Herbert. Jimmy G's not cutting it." Okay, I was gonna ask if San Francisco, because all I've obviously we're just in the Browns Facebook groups, a couple of them, and I was gonna say I can't speak for every other franchise in their Facebook groups, but. It's a very, very, not every single one of them, but it's a very, very high majority of very special, unique people in these Facebook groups that I wish people would do a study of maybe the average IQ. I don't know. Well, I would say I want to, I want to do just, I want to take a segment every week. Like, cause you know, it's like Doug, Trevor and I record on Monday night and I'm like, I could fill, I could fill a segment on Sunday nights with just me scrolling through the comment section of like a Niners post and just being like what the fuck is going on in here like who do you who is do any of you have a fucking brain right now like the the and i don't know if yeah. it's an age thing or uh you know it's like but like people are like for me this season i've said this a couple times on this podcast i'm bulletproof at this point there's been oh, yeah. too many injuries you can't fuck with me this season you can't say anything about the niners sucking because i'm like if you don't know they're hurt you're an idiot and if you still think they suck, I, I can't help you. So I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. And so I'm bulletproof this season and it's freeing uh, a little bit, but there's people that are still thinking we can make a run. I'm like, guys, we're four and six and look at our fucking schedule. Oh, and we're playing like we have eight backups playing on offense right now. Like, what do you want? And they're like, uh, next man up. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I will also say though, that I believe that the, the people that follow my page and listen to our podcast are the true Browns fans or the Browns fans that I truly love, not just because they follow me, but I think they share the same, Hey, there are fucking guys, no matter what you can hate, watch them if you want. I don't really know the point, but just have fun and uh, support the greatest franchise of all time. Yeah. And if you're a Niners fan, like you, Joe, and you live in San Francisco, or if you just go to San Francisco, he lives in San Diego. Wait, people opinion- know that? Sorry, that was an unnecessary interruption. <laughs> I'm just saying, people that are in San Fran, you should definitely go watch all the games at Atwater Tavern or High Dive Bar. Uh, you know, my uncle may or may not own both of those, and they're great places to watch Niners games. So throwing it out are, there. Are they Browns bars too? Absolutely not. No, it's fortunate when my uncle left Ohio 30 some years ago, he uh, became full fledged San Fran fan. You have an uncle yeah. that owns plural bars in San Francisco? Oh yeah, the guy's a—he's the Don out there of the San Francisco restaurant scene. That's sick. R- Raleigh's about to get really mad that you guys moved to Chicago and not to the place where you can get free drinks every Sunday. Yeah, I'd love to go live in the Warriors town for sure. God, are you a Warriors fan? <laughs> Me? No, no, no okay. I'm not even. Re- I like, <clears throat> I like basketball. It's just I've—I didn't grow up with a team, and I don't like I. I, I'm I'm a uh, I'm absolutely a dispassionate bandwagon. That's like, pretty, yeah. I will I will watch basketball. There's certain teams that come around that I enjoy watching, 
Um, but I like, you know, I don't go out and buy stuff. Like I don't get a new team's Jersey every three years. I'm just like, Oh, okay. The playoffs come around and these, this is the team I want to win this year kind of thing. Like, but yeah. it's not like I'm sitting there pumping my fist on the couch. I'm like, wa- I'm like taking care of my kids walking through the room. The game's on in the corner. I'm like, Oh, Hey, they won moving on. And plus I don't know, running up. A- NFL podcast, NFL meme page for me personally. I don't know if you've experienced it, just takes up my ability to watch any other sport. I'm just like, okay, hopefully the tribe's in it. I'll watch the playoff games, but I'm at full capacity with running. Baseball might have lost me. I don't know if, I don't know if this was year was just weird with COVID. I'm actually, my connection to Ohio is I'm actually a, a Reds fan. Um, oh, no shit. And, uh, God damn it. Um, the, uh, the I just I can't I couldn't I mean they had a good year this year and and you know Bauer won the Cy Young and and but I just like I watched maybe two games all season and I don't know if it was COVID and the new job or if it's just maybe I've just kind of like moved on from baseball but the like games are so fucking slow these days man I can't I just like and I love baseball but there's something something's different and I don't know if it's me or if it's baseball I can't take Kentucky seriously i Bengals have beat us up a bunch of times over the years. I don't care. I know that. I just can't take people that 90% of the people live in Kentucky and they say they're from Cincinnati and they're, it, yeah, I'm, I'm good on Cincy. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't, I don't know what. This I is not, do. I'm not going against you being a Reds fan. No, I'm no. The only, cause the I mean, it's like, it's, it's uh, Bengals Browns. Right. Um, but is there any other, it's not like there's a college rivalry, right? Everybody probably just roots for, is that is, a little bit? Kevin, a little bit. Kevin is actually a, diehard Dayton Flyers fan. So I went to, um, I went to the University of Dayton, the Harvard of the Midwest. Um, and our biggest, like our Michigan, Ohio State was Xavier until they switched conferences. So I okay. just was never kind of raised just to not like Cincinnati. So I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that works. That works. All right. So <laughs> sorry, last, sorry. Um, I got, sorry, I got one more. I got one more uh, user question here. And you guys, we, you touched on it a bit, but um. I, one of the most frequent questions I got in the off season was, is Lamar a one-year wonder? Is Lamar Jackson a one-year wonder? Is he going to fall off? And my response every time was, of course, he's going to fucking fall off. The, there's only been like two guys, I think in history, you know, it's Steve Young back. and Favre, um, maybe Peyton that have gone back to back with an MVP. There's only nine guys in the league that have ever won back that have ever won two MVP awards at least. So of course he was going to fall off. Do you, where does, where does the uh, dogs of war podcast fall on, on Lamar? Would we like him to fall off? Absolutely. But I mean, he is, he's such a good athlete. I mean, he is a force, but my theory I mean, it's not my own theory, but those mobile quarterbacks, like you have to account for him to be able to turn on the Jets. In the NFL, when you're getting hit by an absolute monster of a person, when you get hit by a monster of a person, it takes its toll. Um, I don't know if, like, he's literally one hit away from a career-altering hit. And the more and more he runs, the higher that chance goes up. Kind of same thing with Kyler Murray. They're both damn good. They're fun to watch. But I don't know if the longevity of that type of quarterback in the NFL really mixed. 
it might. I don't root against him for like, I will never root for any player to get injured, but I just, injuries are such a crapshoot in the NFL and he, he takes hits. I mean, so it's, it's a little better now because nowadays if you breathe on the quarterback wrong, it's a penalty, but I, I'm a big Lamar fan. I hate the Ravens and their fans, but like is the, the athlete Lamar I'm a huge fan of. I love that after his first year or two, they were like, this guy can't pass for shit. And he worked the entire offseason and learned how to throw the football and they came back and won the MVP. Uh, I'm a big fan of him as just an athlete. But like we've said, and like Raleigh just said, we've seen it with Kaepernick out there. We've seen it with RG3. Those him guys, even, maybe. those types of quarterbacks are one hit away. Like they're, they're the best quarterbacks, right? Lamar was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, obviously, but one hit in his whole, his whole game plan, it could be gone. So. Yeah. Running backs can still run with a bruised elbow. The quarterback takes that kind of hit and he's not throwing as well. And it's just, it can collapse pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've, they've, uh, you've got to take, you got to end up going the Russell Wilson and the Steve Young route, which is, you know, you've got to turn into a, a guy who's predominantly passing the ball. Yeah, which, I mean, he is good, but it's it's going to – teams always have to account for him turning on the Jets. Like, that's who he is on the, on the ground, and I don't know. It's – I, I feel like I, yeah, he's going to have – I don't envy the guys that have to play against him. And, like, again, I – I think he's great. I've seen, you know, a couple, I got, I, I told myself I would stop clicking on, on the story polls um, when they're doing player versus player, but I clicked on another one because I'm always disappointed in the fucking results. And it was like prime Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, I'm old enough to remember when Michael Vick was a novelty act. Like you just don't need, like he just wasn't that guy, so um, anyway, I'd take. Who would you guys take, Prime Vic or Prime or last year's Lamar? Last year's Lamar. Last year's Lamar. Yeah, for okay, sure. Good. We're on the same pitch. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, I I just, it, I I just don't see a long shelf life with him. Um, Although when you get a to Vic, Vic got two hundred million dollar contracts. Did he not in his career? Like when he got out of prison, he got another hundred million dollars. So that's he made that's, his money. That's I mean, he was status for me. He was a cultural like touchstone. Like he was uh, just unreal. Um, except for the fact that like, you know, he had a 40% passing season. He had multiple 50% completion seasons. He, you know, his one good year was that year with, uh, with Andy Reed. And that year wasn't even good enough to, to match up with Lamar's second year in the league. So um, yeah, I, I, uh, I disregard anybody who thinks high enough of Vic that they're saying that they'd rather have him over Lamar. I just, I, I don't, I can't fuck with those people. Yeah. But that being said in his prime, he is damn good. Lamar yeah. Jackson. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It, as, and video game athletes, it's him and Bo Jackson. Those are the only two guys. It sucks being in the AFC North. Like, I think Burrow's going to be good. Assuming he doesn't die. Ben's obviously one of the all time greats. Lamar Jackson, pretty good. It's, like, it's about just... as typical Browns as it gets. We finally have what is potentially going to be our, our franchise quarterback as the other three teams have now three of the best 
Burrow is on his way. You know, three of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it never fails. We're, we're six and three and we're third in the division. Like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. That adds up. I think we're, t- we're second. We're tied for second. Yeah, but they technically get the – because True. they beat us. But, yeah, we'll say we're tied. We're tied in second. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. You're six and three. We, we don't need to split hairs at this point. Yeah, point. you're right, Nacho. You're right, Nacho. That's my internet friend. The, 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 the Browns are up. six and three. You guys should be savoring this. I think uh, there's no reason you don't get to nine. Like, you've got to – the schedule gets a little iffy somewhere in there, but, like, nine, ten wins is doable. I, I, it, it is – but I am – we're all nervous as shit about Garrett being out because he may be out against Jacksonville as well. Ah, and it's on. like – I think I there's mean, like this, a – This week you need him more than you do against Jacksonville. I mean – I'm they, horrified for the trap games against the Giants and the Jets back-to-back in New York. I mean, Jacksonville gave a pretty damn good run against the Packers. Was that last week? Yeah. It was like 2024. And watch Joe Schobert – have a career game against us. Yeah, okay. what's your I, so I asked Doug about this. What's your guys' opinion of Schobert? Because Doug hated him. Um, we're, we're big Schobert people. He was a captain back there, and this year it's proving that we maybe should have kept him around. But he's also having a down year in Jacksonville, I think. Um, but I don't know, new system, whatever. Our linebackers right now, their coverage is shit. He was one of the better ones in the league. Um, obviously, he wasn't. Ray Lewis, which I think everybody wanted him to be like, he said, Oh, he's got a bunch of missed tackles. Like, well, we also had a lot of holes on that ship and he was one of the top 10 tacklers in the league. And he was the kind of guy in the locker room that you want that does the right things. It's like every off season, we lose like 2.3 guys to some marijuana related offense. This is the first time in years. It hasn't happened. No, no, no. It happened this year again with the guy at the border. Um, hey, what happened? Greg Robinson, the guy got pulled over with like 240 pounds of marijuana. Like, yeah, that's um, that's that's a a marijuana related offense is underselling that by a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a car. That's a cartel car. He was federally tra- he was trafficking drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like okay, how much does a pound of marijuana cost? You got. 300 pounds. Let's say you had a thousand pounds in him. You make $3 million a year, sir. Like what, what yeah. did you think? Like, where was the value in that? And yeah. it's like marijuana, then, marijuana, uh, marijuana related offense with Greg Robinson is like saying OJ got into a fight that one time. Like it's, uh, it's, well, a, it's a reoccurring pattern with the Browns. Yeah. Josh there Gordon. On February 18, 2020, Greg Robinson was jailed in El Paso County for possession of 156.9 pounds of marijuana. He was trying to drive from L.A. to Louisiana and hit a checkpoint on the way. And Miami. Like- you make millions of dollars. I don't understand this stuff. Like, how much we? How much? I don't. I don't know how much marijuana costs. 160 pounds of it. <laughs> I made a, one game. I made some meme on that. Um, it's a game doing like doing the math behind it of like how much a pound of marijuana costs and how much he had versus how long it takes him to make that type of profit. And it's like two downs in the NFL based off of his salary. And all of these people all over the internet came out, came at me for pricing my pound per marijuana incorrectly. I'm like, all right, you potheads. Yeah. But, I was going to say that's really low. Yeah. I know. It was, <laughs> it was like, if it's $1,500 a pound, they're like, 
what kind of shit are you smoking? I'm like, well, first off, buddy, I'm not allowed to smoke weed anymore because of Kate. But secondly, I don't know how much a pound of marijuana guys are just winging it. And, um, but anyway, I mean, even if it's, even if it's a game check, that's, um, but yeah, like a hundred, like a hundred something pounds of, of weed is, that sounds like a, it feels like a few hundred thousand dollars, if not like, uh, like high six figures. Yeah. (laughs) But like, if you're okay. So there's two questions here. One, you're a, you're a NFL player. You can afford to pay a guy. Yeah, a fall guy. If you stay, yes. if you want to stay in the drug game. Me and if Kevin. You just if, if this is an investment opportunity for you and you're like, okay, if you don't bake in a hundred grand for the guy to drive it across the border and then not say your name at any point for the next 20 years while he's in prison, you do that. Yeah. No, it's, probably, we, it's between four and five hundred thousand dollars street value because it says weed is two to three thousand dollars per pound in the streets. Okay. So I got four hundred seventy-one thousand dollars for to drive across the country with a trunk full of weed instead of just playing a game. One half game. a game. Uh, yeah, ballpark, whatever. That uh, and not getting Uber drivers or hiring a driver. I just I'll never not be amazed. Are you referring to like getting a? What do you mean the, Uber? The DUIs. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, like, no, that's. Like it'd be hard to get an Uber driver to be your little weed pony. <laughs> um, but yeah, I see I mean, point, I'll Kevin. tip you to, I'll tip you 20%. Just, just drive <laughs> this across the border, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then obviously in the spirit of marijuana, like Josh Gordon, if you watch his highlights, you're like, God damn it. Why couldn't he just not do marijuana? Well, I guess he was actually addicted to hard drugs as well. But point being the Browns are turning this franchise around one dare episode at a time. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Josh Gordon's not in the league and Antonio Brown is, is, uh, you know, it's the leagues, the, the league is a little goofy. And I think we can admit that the offenses yeah. are different. Like, yeah, uh, obviously I would say violence against women is much, 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 much worse than drugs. But with Josh Gordon, after your 20th fuck up, it, it, the stupidity is why you deserve to be suspended at that point. I don't, um, but, but it's just no, like, I, I, I'm, I'm going back here. Cause he kind of got the story that we understood for the longest time was that he was literally only a pothead, but it turns out he was into the hard drugs as well. And that's quitting. That is easier. Like he's a full on addict and never and, played a game sober, like high school, uh, yeah. college pro allegedly like, crazy so, so when you give a junkie a lot of money and you put him in a lot of physical pain in a game that doesn't really add up for not getting kicked out of the league eventually he got a lot of chances but hope you're doing well josh gordon could have been Shout the greatest out. of all time Should get him on the podcast do you think he'd come if you can find that would him. be a good get for you he's about to be back uh i think what is it the seahawks are expecting him back maybe this year Somebody's expecting him back all the time. I mean, it's like he's like, on it's, the Seahawks, so I don't yeah. know what they're doing, but <clears throat> that's that's what happens with with potheads. You know, it's like I'll say I'm going to be somewhere, and I may or may not be there. He's not a pothead. Did you not listen to my rant? He's a junkie. But yeah, it's similar concept. <laughs> Nothing against potheads. I used to. I've never smoked marijuana before, actually. <laughs> all right. Um, any final thoughts, boys? Um. No, just uh, for those of you that are Browns fans listening, keep 
keep believing in this franchise. They're going in the right direction and uh, our day of glory will come. We will make the playoffs. Yeah, did all that. And uh, no, Joe, thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been fun. So uh, good luck to the Browns. Good luck to you guys with the podcast. And uh, likewise, um, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yep. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. When you rely on the internet for everything... You need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.